Welcome to Travelogue Tomorrow. I am your guide, Kirsten Lisney. Episode 1, Liftoff. Saturday, 13 November, 2021. What an anticlimactic way to begin a journey. Peter will not be traveling with us to the U.S. next week. His application for a visa waiver was denied again. The first time he applied using his Hungarian passport, that was denied instantaneously. He was told that he had to apply for a real visa. So began that process to discover that the next available appointment for an interview at the U.S. consulate in Brussels is June 2nd, 2022. Shit. So there's no hope of Peter traveling with us to the U.S. for the next seven months. Theoretically, he shouldn't need a visa to travel to the U.S. because he is the citizen of a country within the Schengen territory. But he does have to apply for a visa waiver every two years. This is how he has always traveled to the U.S. From the time we met, nine years ago, to our last visit in 2019. And we've never had an issue. Is it COVID-related? But when Peter called U.S. Customs and Border Control, they said it was not COVID-related. But they could not tell him why his application was denied. So, he had an emergency Belgian passport made and tried again with that one. Okay, this is going to work, I thought. For sure, Peter will be able to travel with us, our daughter and myself. I can't imagine him not being on this trip we've envisioned for months and months, for years. I've been fantasizing about America since March 2020, and Peter's absence was never present in those images. Although the rejection did not come immediately this time, it came all the same. We already know we, he, is not eligible for the expedited visa process. If someone were to die or fall gravely ill, God forbid, well, we could get him in with some documentation of our tragedy. But as it is, this is it. Puri and I will be traveling to the US without Peter next week. It's so strange. I'm realizing that I feel that I should have the right to travel to the U.S. with my family. I am an American citizen, after all. Yeah, that's a fact. I'm discovering I feel entitled to this country, that territory, and that, by extension, my family should be entitled to it. My Hungarian, Belgian, Swiss husband should also be entitled to a visa waiver, but this was denied without explanation. His visa could be denied next to June, too. And if we were to apply for a green card for him next year, as we've been considering, well, there's nothing to take for granted now. Will America ask if he's been denied access to the country in the past? How will it reflect on his application? A response of yes. Sunday, 14 November, 2021. Some perspective. 
I've been thinking about those images coming out of Afghanistan last August. Remember the crowds? The masses of people attempting to reach the Kabul airport? Trying to get out of the country before it fell in its entirety to the Taliban? Well, at least we are not those people. At least ours is not a matter of life and possible death. Just that. That and... I want to remind myself that my speculation about Peter's future chances of traveling with us to the U.S. are just that. Speculative fiction. Monday, 15 November, 2021. Today I start packing. I don't have much time to write, with all the preparations that need tending to. But here is something that is bothering me, and that I must note. And with as little judgment as I can offer myself. It's this feeling of entitlement to the U.S., the feeling that my family has a right to that space. But do we, really? I've already established that I have a U.S. passport, and I just double-checked. It's still packed in my carry-on luggage. Ethically, perhaps, but morally? Given the genocide of indigenous peoples and the theft of their land that made way for my European ancestors to settle and create this nation we now know as the United States. I have U.S. citizenship as the result of theft and genocide. What do I do with that inheritance? It isn't as if I've never had these thoughts before, but I guess now is the moment I face them, hear them, confront them, investigate them. I should discuss this with some of my American friends. I feel like some of them have been grappling with their Americanness in very real ways while I've been busy running away from mine in Europe, hoping these questions no longer apply to me. Tomorrow... Here you will stay home from school. We will take our pre-travel COVID tests. Knock on wood, they will be negative. Thursday, 18 November, 2021. We made it. I almost can't believe it. When I heard that Mars would be squaring Uranus on Wednesday, 17 November, a few weeks ago, I nearly panicked. I instantly envisioned upheaval and chaos, Uranus, interrupting our speed and forward movement, Mars. And because my mind goes to the worst case scenario first, I saw explosions, fire, planes falling from the sky over the Atlantic Ocean. I finally conceded that this vision had more to do with my travel fever and my anxiety about staying with my parents for six weeks than it had to do with Mars or Uranus, more speculative fiction. So I settled on something going wrong in Atlanta. I was resolved that we would be spending the night there. Best case scenario, in a Best Western or a comparable hotel chain. Worst case scenario, on the Hartsfield-Jackson airport floor. In the end, we made it all the way to North Carolina. Our suitcase did not. So, apparently, we arrived in America on the same day as the Patriot Awards, 
what are the Patriot Awards, you ask? I asked Google the same question. I first saw replays on Fox News. Not that I would choose to watch Fox News. It's just that this is almost the only channel that ever plays at my parents' house. And it is on all day. This I expected. But they added an additional television to the living room. So there are often two TVs on now from the moment my father comes downstairs in the morning until after he has fallen asleep in front of them. But getting back to the Patriot Awards. What I know is this. It is brought to us by none other than Fox Nation, a spinoff of Fox News dedicated to commentary. As their website puts it, they are an entertainment streaming service that celebrates America's people, stories, and history. And the Patriot Awards celebrates American patriotism by honoring everyday heroes across the country who have shown dedication to our nation and the values we hold dear. No commies allowed. Just kidding. Except none at all. As I watched clips of award-winning heroes crying as they accepted their prizes, I couldn't not think of the book I began during our six-and-a-half-hour layover in Atlanta while my daughter slept in a nest of coats on the floor next to me. Imagined Communities, Benedict Anderson's now classic analysis of nationalism. A nation, as Anderson defines it, is an imagined political community and imagined as both inherently limited and sovereign. Although, as I understand what I will be reading, Anderson focuses on languages and print technologies that allowed for the creation of nations, I can imagine that Anderson's ideas can extend to encompass new media, social media, the internet, television. And viewing the Patriot Awards from this angle, it strikes me as a tool for nation-building within a nation, articulating those who see themselves as patriots, those who believe America is above and beyond criticism, as I suspect the Patriot Awards would define them, from those who are somehow less American, those, for example, who think we should teach critical race theory in schools, and who, at Thanksgiving, Note the absurdity in celebrating one peaceful gathering of Native Americans and European colonists while ignoring the unimaginable scale of suffering Indigenous Americans continue to survive in order for the United States of America to exist. Yes, these are also topics I saw covered on Fox out of the corner of my eye. The last time I visited the U.S., Donald Trump was president. There was not nearly as much Fox News on in this house. There was still plenty, but not nearly as much. My dad ate with us, turned off the TV during meals. He was relaxed. Now there are two TVs in the living room, illuminated almost nonstop. My dad, every moment he isn't working, is glued to either the television or his phone, like he was watching a historical event unfold, like we did on 9-11, or when the U.S. invaded Iraq, or like I did last January from Brussels, 
during the storming of the Capitol. Does my dad believe that America is under attack? I think he believes that those other Americans are a looming threat, that those who are less American or not true Americans are going to take over the country, turn it into a socialist nation. There is definitely a battle underway in America and for America, a battle to capture the imagination of Americans. The longest clip of the Patriot Awards I saw replayed is Tucker Carlson's speech in which he touts American exceptionalism. Why are Americans different? Carlson asked his audience. He went on to note that they are humble, competent, that people outside the big cities have usable skills before focusing on their niceness. They are nice. That's the first thing I notice about Americans. They are nice, Carlson continued. And I agree. Almost everyone I've engaged with since arriving in the U.S. have surprised me with their friendliness. Except for those individuals working for the U.S. Customs and Border Control. But that's okay. They're hired to be assholes. I get it. I don't hold it against them. Oh, and the members of the TSA. They aren't assholes, but those I encountered looked and sounded absolutely miserable, weary as hell. But I guess that was in Atlanta, one of those angry, filthy, crumbling cities, as Carlson phrases it. But yeah, Americans are nice. But having lived outside the U.S. for nearly eight years now, I have my doubts if nice is the first quality the rest of the world sees in us. There are a plethora of stereotypes to counterbalance before an American abroad arrives at the point of being considered agreeable, in my experience. But then I think of the man that checked us out at the grocery store today. I think of the girls that served us at the coffee shop. They were really nice. The fox ethos must be seeping in. I'm steeped in it after all. Here I am, resorted to making sarcastic, half-researched, half-argued, half-claims.